This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to this week's episode of Chicken Noodle Scoop. We hope you all had a fun and safe Halloween and ready to get the Christmas season, Thanksgiving season, whatever you jump to, started. I started watching Christmas movies today. Anyway, I'm Gabby. And I'm Lexi. (laughs) And And we're we're the Fuller Fuller Sisters. Sisters. Orders up. The scoop is hot and ready to be served. Chicken noodle scoop. So this week, we have a very exciting guest for you guys. We had JC Marie Smith on the podcast. We've both been big fans of hers since back in her photography days, and it was so great chatting with her and getting to know her a little bit better. But before we get into that part of the episode, Gab, why don't you start us off with the weekly scoop? We're going to keep this short and sweet because JC had such an amazing and lengthy episode that we don't want to keep you guys waiting. So honestly... This week, during the week, was pretty much the same. Just got some work done during the week, went to practice. We had a Halloween practice on Thursday, and that's when my Barbie costume started for the weekend. So Thursday for practice, I was like kind of half a workout Barbie wearing just a Barbie shirt. And then Friday night, we had a little get-together with our friends, and I was workout Barbie for that one because I was by the pool. So I was wearing like a bathing suit. And then Saturday we had another one at someone else's house with just our little group of friends. And I was actual Barbie for that one. Um, I am a grandma and I am not used to staying up late two nights in a row. I am not barely even drank at all. I'm literally just exhausted from not sleeping. And I spent all day now, today's Sunday, and I spent all day on the couch sleeping. I just took a nice bath and I feel very alive and I'm ready to start the week now. Lex, what did you do? Well, on the contrary, Sean and I were home at 9.30 last night, so I am <laughs> rested and ready to go for the week already, but this week was kind of all over the place. Um, I got a vlog camera, very exciting, Yay. and, oh, and then it, was, it a was a nightmare. For some reason, I bought two separate SD cards and SD card readers. I couldn't get any of them to work in my laptop, so I was balancing studying for exams and talking on the phone to Apple, trying to figure out what to do. Finally, I got all of the footage off that SD card, sent that back with the SD card reader, got all new stuff, and it finally works. But very interesting start to using a vlog camera. I was like, should I just send this whole thing back and use my phone? But the quality turned out really good, and I'm excited for that. I also got everything ready for Vlogmas, so I got my (laughs) intro and outro done because I know November is going to be a busy month, so I wanted to have that out of the way. And honestly, I'm ready to put up the Christmas tree, but I know I need to wait. So that is about it. It was a crazy week of rotations, and I think I have, like, more clinic rotations this week. So I don't know what to expect, but whatever. I'm ready for Thanksgiving break so bad. (laughs) I was going to say, at least we're in November. And when does your semester end for the year? I think, like, December 10th, maybe. Okay. Not terrible. Just, like, a week and a half after Thanksgiving. Yeah, so. that's the thing. Once You're we get to Thanksgiving, there. it's just finals pretty much after Flat. that. Right, and then it's pretty much done. So that is everything from our week. We talked about a whole range of topics with JC. She is so knowledgeable in the influencer space, in health, wellness, and just 
she's one of those people that you look at on instagram and you're like yeah you have your life together <laughs> so we really just enjoyed getting to talk to her i think you guys are really gonna love this episode so without further ado let's jump right into the episode <laughs> Okay, so welcome back, everybody. We are here with a very exciting guest. Why don't you introduce yourself? Hello, everyone. I am JC Marie. I am a lifestyle influencer. I live in LA with my husband and my cute little red toy poodle. She's the cutest dog in the whole world. I know I'm biased, but she's really cute. And I started out as a photographer, so I love photography and videography. My husband and I work together full time and we're both from Arizona originally and we love playing pickleball we're really addicted to it right now so that's <laughs> that's been the uh, pastime as of lately and oh I'm trying to think of like other interesting facts about me but that's like a brief a very brief synopsis yeah that was great Gabby and I have both been following JC at least I think she, Gabby has we both followed you back when you had a photography page no you we did followed not. you and t- yes we followed you and Ty French both when you had your photography pages and we are always like oh like what are the odds that when she starts traveling for weddings we could get her to do our weddings which <laughs> now obviously like what were we thinking because that was so long ago but we were obsessed with your photography pages and then you guys start, you started what we said and we were like okay we have to listen to it and that is now like when people ask us like oh give us a podcast recommendation that is our go-to because we like chatty just fun girl talk episodes and that's exactly what what we said is like so if you guys are listening and you have not gone over to what we said go listen because if you like our podcast you are going to love theirs so yeah we've been big big time fans and followers since a very long time ago that is so amazing i had no idea thank you so much that's such a compliment and wow my (laughs) photography days that was so long ago so like it feels Mm -hmm. like forever ago i mean it's just like a few years but that means a lot so thank you yeah and so i guess just going right off of that um how did you start turning so you started in the social media space as a photographer how did you start turning that I guess my first question is into a business and then start traveling for weddings engagement shoots things like that yeah it's so weird because back when I started Instagram I was in high school and it was not at all what it is today and so I feel like I started at just such a great time um and I had no idea what it would turn into but at the time, so when I was like a junior or a senior, I would post my photography on Instagram all the time. And uh, it was to the point where people would be like, wait, how are you getting those photos from your camera onto your your phone? Like it was so confusing to people because most people would just post, you know, kind of crappier iPhone shots with the Instagram filters on them. And I would like email my photos to myself and then send them to my phone and post. And that was kind of like a weird thing back then. And so I feel like, because of that there were a few people in Arizona Tyson being one of them Ty French like where we were kind of I guess not I don't want to say the first to do it but it was like not common so we became friends we kind of bonded over that and um anyway yeah I just started posting my photography and then I started seeing that I was like growing my business so I I don't know when I started getting paid for photo shoots actually, but I think I started realizing, wait, this is such a good way to market my photography. Like I post these photos and then people like through word of mouth and through social media will be like, oh, you, you know, you should hire her for your engagement photos or whatever. And then I would take their engagement photos. They would post a photo and then someone would be like, who took those? And I, I just started seeing that it was like good for business. And this was literally the first 
you know, time that social media was like just beginning in this kind of way. And so I felt like, whoa, this is cool. Like people can discover my stuff through Instagram and then I can make money off of it. And like, I can continue doing what I love and have this be my job. So I actually started making like decent money in high school just because people would, I would take everyone's senior photos and then they would tag me and that's just like how it started. And so it kind of became a business just naturally. And then as far as transitioning from like me doing photography to being more of a lifestyle influencer and doing that stuff, it was just this, it was kind of an interesting, it was a long uh, transformation, I guess. And it just happened over time where I would post photos of my photography and then also personal photos of me traveling and stuff and I started seeing that people would like really engage well with the photos of me or me and Leif when we were dating and I was like that's weird like I thought they followed me for my photography but cool and then I kind of just started running with that and I separated my accounts so I changed it to JC Marie photo and then JC Marie Smith which was my personal account and that was like probably the best decision I ever made because my personal account started gaining traction for just like lifestyle travel stuff and that's ultimately how I have my job today doing influencing so yeah that's awesome that's crazy how ahead of the game you were without even knowing of like how big of a tool Instagram could have been for you it's crazy and it's so hard because people will ask now like how you know how do you grow and whatever and I'm just like oh I I almost feel like I was so lucky that I was so ignorant. Like I had no clue what it would become. So I was just genuinely doing something I loved and then it naturally turned into this thing. And it's hard almost, I don't want to say it's harder now because I I always feel like there's like limitless opportunities with social media, Mm -hmm. but it's so different now. You know, it's like Mm -hmm. you're aware of what you can become on social media. So it's, it's harder to, I don't know, you kind of have that attachment where you're like, oh my gosh, I could like, you know, blow up and have this whole career because like all these people have done mm-hmm. it and then it almost makes it like harder to get there in a weird way. Yeah, for sure. I, I think Gabby agree. actually had a very similar experience. Her Instagram mm-hmm. just started growing just in the cheer world randomly. And then that's when she started to do, you know, brand deals like and sponsorships. sponsorships and, right. and we had no clue. We were like, what is going? Like, I think her first sponsorship was like for just dance, like on the Wii or something <laughs> stupid. <laughs> and we were that. like, what is going on? And now she like does it as a full-time job so it's just like it makes so sense weird isn't it so weird and you like I remember when it started happening with with brands and sponsorships because I always made money through my photography and then randomly brands would be like hey we'll pay you you know started out like 500 or like 200 dollars even to post this and I was like okay I mean I like that brand that's cool that they'd pay me for that I was so confused it's so funny like this was only I don't know five maybe like seven years ago I don't know but then as it kept going, I'm like, what the heck? This is a full-time job. Like, it just transitioned in the weirdest way. But, yeah, it's insane. And people, like, don't understand that. And I kind of started doing it while I was in college. But I literally went to school for mechanical engineering, trying to explain to those people that I'm not getting an engineering <laughs> job when I'm out of college was a foreign language to them. They could not understand it. They were like, what do you mean you make money off of social media? Like, you're going to school for engineering. What do you mean? And I'm like... It's so weird. It, what's happening. It really is. It's such a weird thing. And I feel like it's becoming more normal now. But even sometimes mm-hmm. now I'll still have trouble explaining what I do to people. They're like, wait, what? From Instagram? And I'm like, I know. It's weird, but it's crazy. <laughs> it works. And then random off-topic question. Have you always been JC Marie your whole life? Like, do people call you that? Or was that kind of like a once you started social media, that became like your... Like, I feel like a lot of... That's a very common thing for like influencers to have like their first and middle name. 
Or has that like people have always called you JC Marie? No, I wouldn't say people in my day-to-day life are like, hey, JC Marie, come here. Like it's just mostly JC or Jace. But um, I, I feel like a lot of my family members will call me JC Marie. And like that's kind of been, it's not weird for me to hear it. And I feel like that's just kind of now my like social media name. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so now switching to your other business ventures, what made you want to start What We Said podcast with Chelsea and is it what you expected? So I was on a podcast. I did not listen to podcasts at all. Didn't even really know. Like when I heard the word podcast, I wasn't even sure. A few years ago, I was like, wait, what is that? And I started hearing people um, were listening to true crime podcasts, which kind of interested me because I like listening to true crime kind of had to take a hiatus from it because I was so <laughs> paranoid but anyway um I actually got interviewed for a podcast that was kind of kind of like lifestyle-ish um it was more I guess it was more so like interviewing influencers and photographers and stuff was kind of the vibe of it and I just thought it was so fun to just talk like this and it, it, I felt like I could be so much more almost myself and open just over a mic when there wasn't even a camera on me or anything I just liked the vibe of it And then it wasn't until probably five or six months later that me and Chelsea decided to start our podcast together. And truly, it's one of those things we're always just like, why did we even start it? It made no sense, but somehow it just felt so right. And I remember I just, I kind of started brainstorming and I was like, I think it'd be fun to start a podcast. Like that interview was so fun. I feel like more people are starting to listen to podcasts and but I think it would be fun to have a co-host because I feel like it would be maybe hard to just do it alone and have to find guests every week and everything and so I was trying to think of who would be my co-host and I was thinking maybe Leif I don't know if he'd want to do that with me we already do so much other work stuff together and then it was literally just like a light bulb went off my head I was like Chelsea duh we've been best friends since we were in high school since we're 15 years old and but the thing is is that Chelsea didn't really have much of a social media presence like she had other jobs and we did not live in the same state and so it was like kind of just wasn't really making sense but I texted her I was like let's start a podcast together and she replied and she was like yes let's do it and then no joke that night Leif researched all the audio equipment we bought it and like two weeks later she flew out to California and we recorded three or four episodes And we launched our podcast and we had honestly zero expectation. We had no idea if it would be such a flop. We're like, we don't even know that many people that listen to podcasts all the time. This was like almost three years ago, but we're like, it just sounds so fun. And so, yeah, that was a long answer. We just started it very (laughs) randomly and it is literally my favorite thing in life. I am so obsessed with podcasting. I think it is the coolest, like just social media I don't even know what it is I just love the platform and yeah we love it that is great so I actually have a question regarding something you just said so did Leif know how to use all of the camera equipment audio equipment and stuff when you guys first started dating or is that something he truly just learned as you guys were growing your business so It's funny. He was always interested in video growing up and stuff and filmmaking. But when I met him, he worked, he just had a construction job. And I, if you guys have followed for a while, you probably know I'm like so passionate about just doing what you love. And I would always ask him like, do you like your job? And he's like, "Eh, 
not really, but, and I'm like, well, why are you like, let's find something else for you then when we were like started seriously dating and he was just kind of like, eh, like it's fine. And yeah, like it would be fun to do something else, but I don't know what. And then I remember him talking about how he was interested in video. And so he actually filmed, um, Chelsea's wedding video it was this first video he ever did and it was so good that I was like what the heck you are so talented at this naturally and I think you could actually do filmmaking as a job and so I'm kind of the one who I guess pushed him to do it but he started researching he is a research fanatic he will research for days upon days to find out like the best way to do something the best equipment hence all of this like gear that I'm using I don't I don't know what it is I don't know how to work it (laughs) but he just he loves to research so he um yeah just started getting into it when we were like I think maybe engaged it's funny because I look back and I'm like what were we planning on doing for jobs when we were engaged or when we were first dating like and when we got engaged we didn't have he was still working this like weird construction job that he hated and I was just like doing photography and now we work together full-time it was like a very weird thing but um yeah I guess that's how you know I really love him because he didn't have any idea like what he wanted to do or anything and then we just made it work and now he's just he's so naturally talented at all this stuff that I feel like it just like fits so well into our just our lives just fit like a puzzle piece yeah that's awesome. Nope. I try to get Sean to like kneel on the ground to take a picture. And he's like, how about this angle? I'm like, that's my feet. So it's not going to work. <laughs> I was going to say, now, although that's probably amazing to get to work together, I'm sure there's a lot of struggles with it and like having that bridge of like work and relationship life. So what have been like the biggest struggles, but also like the best benefits of working together? Oh my gosh. Uh, we've gotten in the biggest fights of our lives probably over work. Like we... Mm. It, it is so hard and I feel like it's just one of those things where I would not have it any other way and I'm so grateful. I think it's like so special that we get to work together and I always say like we are such a good duo together in this way. Like we really just get each other and we work very well together but we get into arguments all the time most of it's when he's shooting photos of me and I'm like being a brat I'm like that's not cute and he's just like I'm trying and we just get into fights and it's really hard it's like I think it's hard you know to work together and on top of it not know exactly when to stop work because this job requires it's it's so intertwined with your actual real life that it's like at what point do you you know turn off work for the night when it's like oh, I could, I always think I could be recording all of this. Like when I'm, you know, we're watching a show together. It's like, I could post and be like, we're watching this show together. And then I go to, I go to do my skincare and go to bed. And it's like, I could post, hey, this is what skincare I'm doing tonight. And then now I'm going to bed and this is the book I'm reading. But it's like, at some point you just want to turn it off because you've been doing that all day. And although you love it, it's like, it is work at the end of the day. And so I feel like finding you know and then on top of that you're married and you're like trying to have you know alone time and like keep things separate from work but then you don't even know when to shut work off and I'm more of a quote-unquote workaholic like I really love my job therefore I can kind of just work 24 7 but Leif is not really like that he like really wants to just like turn it off and then eat dinner and like do normal things whereas I'm just like I could go for hours and so I feel like that's been the trickiest thing for us is like finding that work-life balance and just being patient with each other when 
we're in a relationship and we're also trying to run a full-time business together and you're gonna get annoyed just like with day-to-day things especially when you're at a photo shoot and you're doing this for this brand and it's not working it's like you're bound to just get annoyed with each other mm-hmm. I think what's helped the most is like defining specific roles so like Leif used to edit my YouTube videos and he was kind of feeling like burnt out from it and so instead of just being like well too bad you have to edit them like we just found other things you know now he does um like balanced boss stuff which is another business that I do and it's like so anyway you just have to like define specific roles and like make sure you're communicating very well I feel that I'm just like you in terms of being a workaholic and now that I live alone I feel like it's even worse because I don't have anyone that's like hey you should stop working for the day and I'll just be on the couch watching TV and I'm like, oh, I got nothing else to do. I should probably work. It's like 11 p.m. And I'm like, why am I doing this? No, I shouldn't be working. I totally it's so you. hard to turn it off. Especially because with social media, I could be scrolling through just like Pinterest and Sean's like, hey, can we watch this show? And I'm like, oh, I'm finding inspo. And he's like, can you do that like another time? <laughs> and I'm like, well, I'm just sitting here. Like, why not? So, yeah, that's something that I've struggled with even just like at random times. Or I'll have a Zoom lecture on for dental school and I find myself like, three pages deep in a Pinterest board and I'm like wait I just missed everything that I'm supposed to be listening to so totally I understand that that is tough so we actually get a lot of questions ourselves well Gabby was in a long-term relationship um it ended a couple months ago but we got a lot of questions of you know living with your significant other or getting married young because Gabby's the type of person who's very honest she's like listen I'm 22 and I'm ready to like be at that I point in my life right now I want a child right <laughs> you're <now>. ready <laughs> yeah I'm and so ready so people all the time ask like aren't you worried it's a little too young or you're not ready so we thought you were the perfect 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 person to ask what do you feel are the advantages of getting married young and things that you've learned because you feel like you are on the lower end of age-wise like when you got married yeah um wow I feel like so I was 21, barely 21 when I got married. And it's so interesting because it's it's really hard for me to give advice about this because I feel like it is so dependent on your the person you are and the person you marry and just your relationship together. Because unfortunately, I've had multiple people in my life who have gotten married really young and then gotten divorced within a year or something like that because it just like they maybe just didn't know each other well enough or something and they're just young and whatever but I feel like I don't know for me I have absolutely no regrets getting married young and I love you've probably heard the cheesy thing but it's like I love that we get to grow up together in a way also it's like not only um I don't know. I I think there are benefits to like really knowing who you are and being older and then finding that person. I think that's, there's something to be said for that as well, but it's cool because we both, I feel like had, you know, a good sense of who we were before we got married, which I think is important, but we've also grown so much individually and together. And it's been cool that we get to be a part of that together, like in the closest relationship you can have, which is marriage. Um, And I don't know, I just think there's something really special about that. I'm really grateful that like we've had that time together, even before we've had kids to like almost grow up together. Like the time between, I feel like you're, for me at least, between the time period of like when I was 18 to now, I have grown so much. I feel like I've grown up in these years and it's cool that he has as well and we got to do it together, you know? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love if that. If you could go back, would you do anything differently or would you do it the exact same? I think I would do it the exact same. But again, it's so hard because I've had people that I know that get married really young and it just doesn't work out because they like mm-hmm. didn't date for that long either. Like me and Leif only dated for, I don't know, four months before we got engaged. So it was really fast. And then we got married within a year. So it was like really fast. And I feel like, again, some people would be like, whoa, that is way too fast. But we just felt like we knew. And so there was no need to wait. But it's so different for every relationship. I really, I truly have no regrets. And I feel like we, again, you could even get married and have a baby within two seconds or have a baby before you get married. And like everything can be fine. But I feel like we've made a conscious effort to kind of I don't want to say live out our dreams but like travel and do a lot of things that we wanted to do um together before we have a family and stuff and I'm like super grateful for that time as well whereas I feel like a lot of times if you do get married older and you still do want a family you kind of have to like I don't want to say rush into it but you know yeah right for sure I think those are all definitely valid advantages to that With having your relationship pretty much being your work life and obviously like your relationship and everything, how have you found time or like how the best way to find like friendships and hobbies outside of like your job and just your relationship? It's so funny because I've literally met most of my friends, if not all of them on Instagram, which it's like, well, part of my job as well. Like literally just (laughs) can't, can't escape it. But, um, we have met some of the best people in our life through Instagram. And luckily we've also met some couples that we just like get along with so well through Instagram, even though that was the avenue that we found them, you know, through like whether they're influencers or whatever. I feel like, you know, now when we hang out, it's not like it's all about Instagram. Like we can go do our thing and hang out and play pickleball, go to lunch. And it's like, we don't even post about it because we're just chilling and just having fun with our friends. Um, But I do think it's so important to like have hobbies individually as well as together and like have your friends apart and together. And I feel like you just have to start exploring and expanding. Like I love to read and I love to just like do that on my own and have that as my hobby. Um, Leif and I actually didn't really have any similar hobbies besides taking photos and stuff like that and traveling. Um, until recently and I feel like almost well it was a little before COVID hit and quarantine and everything we started rock climbing together and that was like a fun thing that we could do together before that we had like no similar things he's all into like I want to build this bike and do this and I'm like okay have fun I'll be like at the spa (laughs) like I don't care about that (laughs) but um we started rock climbing together and that was fun and then COVID hit and all the gyms got closed so like I said, we started playing pickleball. So that's like a fun activity that we have together. But I feel like you just have to get out there and like try new things. And yeah, I just think it's good to have hobbies that are different from each other. So you can like have your alone time and then also have the things you like to do together. Yeah, I agree. And I think, yeah, for sure. And I think it's also hard to give advice as far as like how to go out and find friends with the pandemic because it's not like you can really like go to, you know, a yoga class and start chatting with people. You can't really do that anymore. Um, but I think that that's great advice. We tried playing tennis. Sean got tennis rackets, brought them home, and I think we went twice. And I was like, well, we're doing more yelling at each other than we are playing, so you <laughs> know, we just go home. <laughs> you need pickleball. Do you, have you played? No, never. Okay, you have to play pickleball because I feel the exact same way about tennis. I went, I've gone two times, same as you, and I'm just like, 
no this is so frustrating it's so hard I don't know if you've like mm-hmm. maybe played tennis in the past I haven't so no. I was like completely <laughs> I thought it'd be such a cute vibe I'm like oh my tennis skirt and then I'm just like no this is not fun yep, I'm, I'm chasing so, tennis balls all over the place yes I'm so frustrated I'm telling you pickleball is like way way easier and it's so fun because you don't have to be good and you can still play and it's like okay it's you gotta try because I'm telling you that is way better than tennis well I don't want to offend anyone but like it's easier (laughs) it's easier to start out as for sure okay Gabby you need to get some pickleball equipment when I come down that's what we're doing I was gonna say you don't have much time it's about to snow there so I know (sighs) freaking worst get to it ladies (laughs) (laughs) okay next so next time we talk we will be professionals amazing So I think something that you do really, really well is having a very clear personal brand. And I think that that's just who you are as a person, that you're very good at getting that across on Instagram. But we often get a lot of questions about like how to build your own personal brand and should you have a niche? Should you not have a niche? Is it better to be multifaceted or kind of hone in on one thing in order to grow your platform? And I just want to hear what you have to say about that. Yes, I could talk for six hours about this. Um, I'm like, get ready. (laughs) No. I have so many thoughts about this because I am super into marketing, analytics, numbers, uh, personal brands. Like I love this stuff so much, which is why Chelsea and I also teach a health and business course together. And we talk a lot about this kind of stuff on our podcast as well. But I always say that you are your niche and you don't have to go and search for one. So I'm not saying don't have a niche because I think it's helpful if you kind of do hone in on something. But instead of just like sitting around being like, what's my niche? I can't find it. I don't know. What, I don't know exactly what my specific thing is. Like, I feel like everyone else just be authentic and share what you love and your niche is going to come naturally and focus more on a niche audience than you are a niche subject. So it's like, who are you trying to reach with our podcast? We're like, we know exactly who we're trying to re- reach like high school, college age girls up until even like 30 you know, and we know exactly the audience that we're speaking to. And it's like, we speak to them as if we're speaking to that, you know, that type of person. And if people, I'm not to say other people can't listen to it because they can, but we're focused in on that. And when you have a niche audience in mind, and and for me, I always think like, what would I want to hear? You know, what would I want to see on someone's Instagram or their Instagram stories? And then I just try and do that because it's like, you can only kind of go off of, your preferences and your I don't know if if you're searching around trying to be someone else that's already out there so it's like why that doesn't do the world any good so but I don't think stressing and being like oh I don't have a niche is the right move either because then it's like how are you going to think clearly to like have these creative good ideas does that make any sense yeah yes definitely (laughs) so Going off of that, were you always a fan of the pink color scheme? And was it just because your like hair color? I feel like everything just flowed so naturally from the beginning when you started your own personal brand. So is that something that you were like, okay, this is the style I sort of wanted to go with? Or was that just naturally what you had in your closet and sort of what you based your feet off of? Very natural. Um, I just am attracted to those colors like I will get this question all the time where people are like how is it so cohesive or like how does your whatever look consistent and I'm like because that's just what I like I'm not drawn to you know I mean sometimes I like different pops of color but it's like 
you can see me right now i'm literally wearing neutral colors with a pink background it's like this is just my whole life is this color scheme because that's what i like like i prefer kind of like a more neutral cozy vibe with like pops of pastels and that's that's the clothing i'm drawn to that's the color scheme that's everything that i like take photos of just happens to be kind of that vibe because that's just what i like and i feel like even if you are a more eclectic person and you like you know different things i always use emma chamberlain as a good example of this because i feel like she also has a very defined personal brand but if you look at her instagram feed or like what she wears like she wears tons of colors it's not like she necessarily has a color scheme but she is so she's so authentic to who she is that it all makes sense it's like if you're just being who you are and you know you think about what's gonna look cute on a feet a little bit everything's gonna flow because that's what you like so i always just focus on like what my eyes are attracted to and it's like like i said i obviously started out as a photographer so i'm very into aesthetics and like all of that stuff and so I think I have an eye for that, but also it's just the stuff that I am drawn to. Right. Now with, I feel like this is a good place to go to this now with talking about Emma Chamberlain. I feel like that's a very popular like person that a lot of people that want to start social media get drawn to what she did and how well it worked for her. And they feel like they want to do that same thing. What are your tips on like you... Focusing more on the people on social media as inspiration and not like comparison or like going exactly that route and like really staying true to yourself. It's so hard. Like (laughs) it is genuinely, it's one of my biggest struggles personally is looking at other people and comparing myself to what they're doing or feeling like, oh shoot, should I kind of like change it up? Like they're doing that. That's working really well for them. So maybe I should kind of do that. Um, And it's really hard, especially if you're just starting out and you're like kind of trying to figure out what your brand is you're very easily like you can be easily influenced by that and be like oh I think I should kind of try that there's nothing wrong with getting inspiration from people at all I think that's that can be awesome um but I don't know it's it's hard to even give specific advice I just feel like just focus on you like put your blinders on and stop looking at what everyone else is doing someone recently was like what advice would you give on my Instagram story? I did a little Q&A and they asked like, what advice would you give to someone who wants to go after what they're passionate about, but they're scared? Um, And I was just like, you only live once. Like, do you really want to spend your time looking around at other people trying to do what they're doing, trying to follow a certain timeline because you think, well, that's what's working. It's like, just do your own thing. And I feel like time and time again, it will literally like just hit me in the face where I'll be trying to kind of like go along with trends or something. And then I'm just like, what am I doing? Like, I just want to get back to who I am and like what I actually do. And whenever I do that, it's what resonates with people the best. And so I just think it's so important to just stick with what you love. Like Chelsea has been vegan for years and years and years. And when she told me she was vegan, I'm like, what the heck is that? That was, it was a long time ago. And she has stuck with it because she's passionate about it and she loves it. And now it's actually very popular. Like a lot of people are vegan, especially in LA. It's like, I can't even count the amount of vegan restaurants and all that stuff. And now she's a source of knowledge and inspiration for a lot of people that want to be vegan, want to be plant-based. And it's like, 
it's so good that she stuck with that because can you imagine if she was just like oh this isn't really popular like people think it's weird and I'm just not going to do it. I'm not going to share about it. And now she, that's like part of her brand and part of her business. And she is so passionate about it. So I feel like no matter what, even if you think like what you like is weird or something, it's like just stick to it because it's you and no one can ever replicate you. Like we're all so unique and special. And it that's, it's like that cheesy quote again. It's like no one is you and that's your power. So use that. That's what I try to keep reminding Lexi of that all the time because before she like starting to get into social media now but before that she was just like a bartender on the side and was like (laughs) miserable at her job but she like felt like she always had to make money and I just felt so lucky that I love my job and just it comes so naturally and I never feel like I'm like forcing myself to go to work or like dreading it and I'm like if you're not happy like you need to quit it's not worth it it's a part-time job like there's so many other jobs out there if you want to try it But then I was like, you are in dental school and there's no one showing the true sides of dental school on social media. I'm like, imagine if you had that to look at before you actually went to dental school and like knowing the ins and out of it. And I feel like now that's starting to, like she's starting to get brand deals and everything on social media because she's sticking to what she truly is. And I feel like that's a big thing that she has to keep remembering too. But it's, there's so many different like hobbies and everything that people don't even realize that people have an interest in that if you just stick to it, you're going to find an audience and you're just going to be able to like, I feel like there's so many ways to make money off of what you love now with like social media as a tool. It's insane. Yeah, I agree. When I first though heard you say that, I was like being in scrubs and being a stressed out mess, like ain't cute. I'm not posting that (laughs) on the internet. But then I thought about it and I was like, wait, I would actually have loved to see that because I'm not going to lie. When I started dental school, it was like a truck hit me. I was like, what the heck? These people are putting it online that they're these glamorous like girls in scrubs and like cute ponytails. And I'm like, I look like a homeless person today. Like, so it would have been so nice to see that real side. So I think like you said, just the most authentic that you can be people see through when you're just trying to be somebody else and I think that's when it gets most frustrating because you're looking at all these people doing themselves and being themselves on the internet and they're growing and you're like why why is this not working for me yeah and I think that that also ties into like the whole saturation thing people are like oh there's too many influencers and I'm like okay but these people are still popping up so you know that it's not saturated you're still getting new influencers every day that are growing so it's like just find something that you enjoy doing and put it on the internet like yes you know what I mean there's people that even do like I don't know like that ASMR the first person who did ASMR on YouTube was probably like this isn't gonna go anywhere now look it's like a whole like realm of channels and I think that people social media is moving I mean there's a lot of different directions that social media is moving but I think it's people are starting to appreciate realness so much more and even when I'll just say like oh I'm having the worst period cramps ever I want to just curl up in a ball and lay here for five hours like those are the stories on my Instagram that get the most replies because people are like me too I'm on my period and it's the worst and it's like people like to connect with you and I think even going back to Emma Chamberlain it's like she kind of pioneered this new way for YouTube where she would do vlogs all the time wearing no makeup. She would like burp and just like be just, (laughs) she didn't care. She didn't, it just appeared as though she does not, she doesn't care. She's just like being herself, being funny and just not really putting in like all this thought and time into like trying to be perfect. And then it's so funny because she absolutely blew up. She's like one, she's a huge YouTuber now. And it's funny because you saw this evolution of girls who 
were vlogging and like try like always done up and trying to be perfect being like wait what like that's working okay like take off the makeup like now I'm just whatever and it's like and then it doesn't mm-hmm. even work for them because they're not being authentic you know what I mean mm-hmm. so it's like just do you and back to the saturation thing I don't know if you guys ever listen to the skinny confidential podcast but she's always saying like why is that a conversation that everyone's always like oh it's too saturated like don't get started it's like okay is that true for the music industry the restaurants like restaurant business every industry has so many people in it like all these actors and actresses and it's like you still see new people pop up and like Mm -hmm. you know music artists and anything else because there's always room there is always room and for anybody and everybody and so I think thinking like that where it's like oh it's too saturated it's a very you know scarcity mindset way of thinking and it won't lead you to being your like most authentic creative self yeah I agree completely all right so we asked you guys a bunch of fun questions over on Instagram so these are kind of all over the place um they're not really following a theme but you asked and we're gonna get JC to answer these questions for you so the first question that we got was what is your best organization or productivity tip oh my gosh making lists I know that's basic but I am a list maker if I don't have a list I'm just like I'm someone who really needs to get things jotted down I have a million different lists that I go off of but that's how I stay organized throughout my day I try and list things by the the their importance or like their priority to me and I've found that if I make I have like I said I have a few different lists because I'll have one that I make at night where it's just like me jotting down all of the things that I can think of that I need to do for the next day. It's just and even little tiny things like, oh, remember to order that, like clean up, you know, clean my bathroom, organize this drawer, like whatever it is, just tiny things because I like to get things out of my head so I can go to bed and just be like, okay, I have, I'm not going to forget any of that because I wrote it all down. So that's like a super long list on my notes app on my phone. And then um, I usually have a second list that I either make still that night or in the morning that's like, my top five priorities for that day and it's actually things that are like you know like workout I always have number one on my list and then you know record that Instagram story campaign and send it in edit finish editing my YouTube video whatever whatever the priorities are for that day and I'll I'll usually stick to like five because I find if I have a list of 20 things I'm just like even I'm still overwhelmed even though it's all written down and then I knock one off and I'm like there's still 19 like I'm stressed so I like to just have the top five and then once I get those done I can add more to it but that's how I stay the most organized and I am actually not a super organized person like by nature I'm very like messy clumsy but that is like the only way I can run my life or else I'm a complete disaster so yeah I agree completely with the list and I used to be the kind of person who had like six different notebooks or I'd have like reminders in my phone and notes in my phone and I, I swear she used got... to set a reminder <laughs> to like breathe she would have a reminder come up on her phone every 10 minutes and it would just, she would just have a list of like 30 and I'm like you need to honestly that. I need like, that she would stress me out so bad <laughs> we'd be like a dinner and it'd be like oh my reminder to paint my nails just came up like what am I gonna do but I recently got the app on my MacBook called Notion. 
and it syncs up with my computer, my phone, my iPad, everything. It's the same app and it just syncs up and you can design. So I have, I mean, you can make it cute, of course, which is a big plus, but I have like a dashboard and there's like little subsections of like quick to do's or like my bills. I have a bills section or like a manifestation journal section, or I have one for like podcast ideas, YouTube ideas. This you app like has your literally, and everything. yeah, literally changed my life. I'm downloading it's it. Free. What's it called? Notion? It's called Notion. Yes. And I'm oh not going to lie. It took me like two full days to understand how to freaking work it. But there's YouTube videos with just like free templates. And I kind of just customized it from there. But that is my, I'm like telling everybody in my life. I'm like, you need this app called Notion now because you can put everything in one spot and it syncs and updates right away. It is game changing. That sounds like my dream. I'm writing it down. Can't wait. Thank you for the recommendation. I came on here to give my recommendations, but I'm getting influenced. I'm happy. (laughs) All right. Next question. What is your current morning routine? Okay. So I'm currently trying to stop being addicted to my phone, which is going decently well, but not amazing. So what I'm really trying to get in the habit of doing is not checking my phone first thing in the morning, which is, I'm not joking, the hardest thing I've ever done. It's... I don't know why. I mean, I do know why because it's an addiction, but it's like it is truly so hard for me to just get out of bed. I feel like the phone like wakes me up. So that's kind of what I rely on to like, I'll just start scrolling immediately, which is Mm -hmm. the worst thing you can do for your like mental health. But um, so I'm really trying to get up and knock it on my phone. Um, Even if I use it for a second, just kind of like put it away. I definitely don't check Instagram or TikTok like while I'm laying in bed just because I feel like it's not a good vibe for me. So I've been trying to do that. Um, I usually get up and I'll drink some water, work out. I don't work out every day. I work out like three to five times a week. Um, So if I don't work out, then I'll probably go right into just like making myself an iced chai or a smoothie or avocado toast. I love being basic. Um, And then literally whenever I'm saying this, I'm like, I am the epitome of like the LA girl that's just like, and then I drink my green juice, but I'm like, okay, whatever. I love it. So I'll eat some sort of breakfast if I'm hungry. If I'm not, I'll usually like get on my computer and kind of start making my to-do list and like kind of start brainstorming for what I'm going to do that day. Um, I've been waiting to get ready, like actually ready, ready until later in the day, which I'm actually trying to move that up, which I'm actually trying to move that process earlier. But, um, I would say typically I work out, eat breakfast, and then I've actually been trying to read in the mornings as well. Um, which again, I'm, I'm kind of, it's funny you ask this, the morning routine question right now, because that this is, I'm trying to get like a great morning routine down currently. I've had one in the past and I feel like I've kind of just let it go to crap and I'm just like kind of doing whatever happens in the morning. But I really like having a morning routine because I genuinely feel like it like sets my day up so well. So I also do love reading in the morning and I'll usually do that sometimes before I work out, sometimes a little bit after I'll just read for like 10 minutes and I, I read on my Kindle, which I love like the best little device ever and that's pretty much it then I do my skincare and get ready for the day it's a productive morning yeah I know 
<laughs> I am the kind of person, and I used to be so much better about this, but I'm the kind of person lately, just by accident, my alarm's been getting later and later, and I have like five minutes to pack my lunch and run out the door. And I remember back when I used to wake up earlier, I used to love having mornings where I would like would make a coffee or a matcha and watch a YouTube video before I have to go. The mornings where I used to actually give myself the time to wake up, relax, and then get into, you know, packing my lunch, checking my phone and leaving the door. I had so much better mornings and I felt better throughout the day. And I've just fallen away from that. So I need to get back into that because it has been a rough week of waking up five minutes before and running out the door and spilling my coffee on myself and I'm over it. It's so hard. It's like, you know, it's one of those things you just, you know, it's good for you, but it's so hard to do. I was just reading this book where he was saying he would like wake up at 4 a.m. and like go out into the freezing cold and meditate. And he's like, it, it's so hard to do in the moment. He's like, but like nothing is better for your mental health and like your mind, like you just are awake and you're just so aware. And I'm like, that sounds horrible, actually. I don't want to do that. <laughs> but even waking up and like not checking my phone and like, you know, going and reading, I'm like, when I'm laying in my warm bed, I'm like, no, like, why would I want to do that? But then right after I do, it's like you say, you just have such a better morning. And like, it's so hard to remember that though, when you're just laying in bed and you just want to push snooze a million times. Catch me in my morning routine of 2021, going out in the snow in January, barefoot, 5 a.m. with my vlog. (laughs) 5 a.m. dives in snow. Like, (laughs) we're trying to get the senses going. I'm ready. I'm ready for the vlogs. But that's what they always say about, like, you always hear studies prove that making your bed makes you more productive and i was always be like no it doesn't like what's the difference started making my bed and i'm just on a roll the rest of the day and i'm like is this all in my head or is this like something that but it works it's so making true your bed, it's just like you're just on a roll it's like okay i did something productive and then it just keeps going i know it's so why is it so hard like to me <laughs> unless it starts being a habit because i totally agree like I know all these things are good for me. And when I do them, I'm like so happy. I have the best days. Like, it's so funny. Chelsea and I always joke about how we will knock it on social media. We'll spend a day like kind of not really on social media all day. We're like, we just had the best day ever. Why Why are we so happy? We're like, oh, because we weren't on social media. And then like right after we say that, we're like, get on TikTok. We're like, we, we miss it. Like, and then we're like, no, we just had the best day without it. Like, it's so hard to make these new habits. But I genuinely feel like especially if it's your job, you really do have to find at some point a way to disconnect because at least for someone like me who is more of like a workaholic and I just like get so invested in things, it's like my brain is never shut off. I'm never relaxed, which is just like not a good way to live. So going off of that, this just reminded me of another question that I'm going to ask right now, even though it's farther down the list. What is your favorite viral TikTok dance that you learned in 2020 oh my gosh the savage dance hands down <laughs> i'm obsessed i still like i swear to you i kn- throughout maybe like once a day i'm like just doing the dance <laughs> like i can't stop i love it like i wish i honestly wanted i was thinking I'm like i want to start doing the old tiktok dances that were like popular at the beginning of the year because it just like brings me back to this like just fun nostalgic time and yeah, the Savage Dance, it takes the cake. I love it. And Gabby, I just love that the dance was created to the chorus of the song because you can do it multiple times. Yes. Where a lot of the times, like, Ice Me Out, I love that dance. And I was like, let me listen to the full song. It happens in, like, the last 10 seconds. And I'm like, what am no. I supposed to do the whole song? Just, like, No, like, it? we and, need like, to hear, like, Savage happening, like, just right. bumping <laughs> in the car. And you're just like, yes, 
I love it. And so then I'm, there's like I 13 think... remixes for every set. You can do the same dance to the Carol Baskin one. 100%. So versatile. Love it. <laughs> but honestly, I think my favorite right now, not the actual WAP dance, but the fact that there is like five dances to the WAP song just makes me happy because you can just dance the whole song. You just keep it going. Literally. A dance for every section. <laughs> every single one. <laughs> I look like a newly born giraffe when I do the WAP dance. So that is definitely not on my top three, but I'm glad that you look at doing it. I'm happy for you. <laughs> All righty. So if you could travel, which this makes me so sad that like there's no traveling happening right now, but if you could travel to one country that you've already been to, like if you could go back to any of the trips you've already done, where would you go back to? 100% Bali. And I like literally... Uh, I'm so basic like every answer I'm just like (laughs) this is the actual typical like LA girl answer but Bali is my favorite place it's mine and Leif's favorite place together as well that was our first place we ever traveled together like outside of the country and it was his first trip out of the country ever and so it's just like holds such a special place in our heart but we um, have been back multiple times and it is just the it's so fun have either of you been nope it's so so fun you ride scooters everywhere it's very like I always just feel so alive and carefree the food is amazing and so healthy it's stunning the people are so nice like it is just the vibe like I miss it so much and I feel like there are only a few places that I can kind of remember a feeling like if I start to think about that place I can kind of remember what it feels like to be there because it's like so significant to me and that's one of them and I miss it so bad I, I cannot wait back to, I cannot wait to go back someday it's that always is on our top list. Of my list you've yeah. got to go you're gonna be obsessed I'm not kidding it's like and not to be that person that's like I went before it was popular but (laughs) I feel like I when I went we didn't know that many people that had ever been there it was like when we first got married right after we first got married so over five years ago how long have I been married don't even know four (laughs) maybe four and a half years or something and um we were like this is the best place ever and then I feel like not because of me by any means but I feel like I started noticing that more people were going and so it's becoming more touristy but everyone that I know that has gone there is like that is the best place ever like it it truly it like totally lives up to the hype we need to go because right now we're Mm -hmm. both we went on a trip to kind of like northern mid-Italy in the summer and it was so incredible that we're like well we could just go back there but we need to branch out (laughs) if we can ever travel in the near future we need to branch out and go other places no I will say Italy is like I always say Italy is my favorite country because I've been there the most. I've been there the most out of any other country. And that would have definitely... I was I was debating between Bali and Italy when you asked me because Italy is incredible. Like it I is, would move tomorrow. Oh, like, it's one of the prettiest down. places I've ever seen in my life. And it's so different. Where did you guys go in Italy? So we did... We started up in Lake Como. We did like Bellagio area. And then we went to... Where did we go after that? We, I, I don't know the order, but we did, we did Venice. Rome, Venice. Rome, yeah. We did Rome, which honestly was... I'm glad we did it, but it's one place where I'm like, mm, I don't have to go back. Yeah. Um, Florence, absolutely loved. Venice, loved. Um, Cinque Terre. Cinque Terre, we did like one of those where the little like colorful houses are, but we stayed yes. in a town where there was like one street and that was the whole town and I absolutely loved that um 
and then we stopped in like Pisa, Verona, just like in, we did. We got a rental car and we just drove, and it was amazing. I'm just like getting the best feeling as you're saying this, but then also the worst feeling <laughs> knowing that like I can't go there. But it is. <laughs> right. I've never I've never been to Lake Como, and that's one place that I've been wanting to go. Beautiful. But everywhere I've been in Italy, I'm just like, how is this real? Like it's yeah, so stunning. I I absolutely love it there too. And just the priorities are so different. Like the difference between the the live to work and work to live type of life. And it's just like, like imagine just being like that is your, you wake up and that's just your life. Oh, it's so stunning. And it, and it is like such, you just feel like calm. You're like, Mm -hmm. "Ah." yeah, it's the best. Like when they just all go on like a lunch break, one to three and nothing's open and they're all just home taking a nap. And I'm like, why doesn't America do this? (laughs) Like why? Yeah, we need to implement (laughs) Right. some of their practices ASAP <laughs> yes if you had to just take a guess obviously we have, don't even know what social media will be like tomorrow but where do you think it'll be in five years oh my gosh I don't even know but I think I just feel like TikTok's gonna keep blowing up I see it just getting bigger and bigger is it bigger than Instagram right now or is it I like think, I mean no influencers have blown up so fast in on every platform like they have on TikTok. N- I've never seen anything like it. It is the most insane thing I've ever seen like again like I was saying I'm so into numbers and analytics like I love studying this stuff. Um and I am just in awe at these TikTokers who have gone from literally zero followers to 50 million in a year on every platform on every platform I've never seen anything like it and I just I can't picture that that's like going away anytime soon I feel like it's just getting its start and I feel like it's just going to keep rising and rising I think Instagram personally uh, I don't think it's dying but I feel like I don't know it just and maybe it's just just my personal experience because Instagram is like my main income actually like I'm not one to bash it. I absolutely am like so grateful for it. But I just feel like it is getting harder and harder to like be seen. And mm-hmm. especially when you compare it to something like TikTok, where t- the TikTok algorithm like genuinely just allows you to blow up, even if you're just a completely random person who has posted one video. Um, and so I just think that that's, it's just going to keep rising. And I just hope they don't like, already I feel like TikTok is like changing algorithm. And I'm like, okay don't don't make it too hard like i i joined that creator fund and it was like oh no one's seeing your videos videos anymore we don't want to pay you and i'm like same wait hold on did you did you get out of it or did you stay with it i didn't i stayed with it and then i had like can you get out of it views again yeah because i'll get out of it i'm making 13 cents oh yeah (laughs) i was gonna say i've made like 20 dollars total i'm like okay interesting (laughs) i've thought about getting out of it because of the same thing i swear the same thing happened to me like i got into the creator fund and then i was like and the videos are not not popping off like they once were but um I was scared that if I got out of it I like wouldn't be able to re-get into it if I wanted to or something and I just like and then I was like maybe they're gonna punish me for getting out of it so then I just stayed (laughs) and I've had videos do well but Mm -hmm. it's definitely not as consistent but yeah um I still love TikTok it's so fun I do I I love it um and I think what's cool is you can literally post anything and people love it the tiktok community is so loyal they just live for the weirdest videos like we have a video of gabby and i in hoodies with like our hoodie strings tied doing not even it's not a good dance it's not (laughs) cute there's nothing about it that is inspiring or valuable and it blew up 
And then I'll sit there and I'm like, oh, let's do this like really cute trend of, you know, like a transition, two likes. But you know what? That is just inspiring people to just do whatever they want and just post it and it just goes. It's so true. It is so fun. And it's almost like the more you're like, this is random, but whatever. And then you post it and it blows up. You're like, wait, what? Mm -hmm. And then the ones you take a long time on, a lot of times it's just like, eh. It's like, what the heck? But it is, it's so cool. I need to follow you guys on TikTok. (laughs) I I love it though. I just feel like it's so much more carefree or something. I don't know if it's just because I'm more new to it, but I feel like TikTok is the future right now. That's that's my I bet. Completely agree. And I just think the way Instagram's going with the algorithm and they mm. lost it when they stopped with chronological order. And I don't I like why I why not just go back to it? Do you guys still like, grow on Instagram what, or not really? My I'm, reach has cut in a third. Same. I'm gonna say I'm growing followers still and my engagement is going down. Like reach wise. It's so weird. Like I look at my analytics and I'm just like Okay, it's not even, it's like, how are you supposed to grow when your photos are seen by no one? Like, actually, mm-hmm. it'll be like, your photo was seen by 1% of new people. And I'm like, well, then <laughs> it's what's like, the point? you know, what's, it's impossible to be seen by, I'm so grateful for the audience I do have. That's what I try and focus on. But it is hard, especially if you're used to growing a lot and then it just like kind of stops. You're like, okay, that's like, it just sucks. Mm-hmm. But especially when it's like your full-time job, but it is what it is. And I think I always just, again, try to focus on what's working. And to me, TikTok podcasting also is, I feel like just at its start, like it, it booms more and more each year. And I just feel like it's going to keep going up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I honestly, I focused, I shifted my focus towards TikTok for a little bit and that itself was growing my Instagram like crazy. Yes. Because it's such a powerful platform. It really is. I need to put more effort into it. Like, I'll do the stupidest. I don't know about you guys, but I'll self-sabotage. Like, I used to make these, like, day-in-the-life TikToks, and they would actually do really well. And then just one day, I was like, eh, like, stop doing it. And I'm like, that was working. Like, why did I just stop? And then I'm, like, doing dances, and it's, like, not doing as well. I'm like, why did I stop what I was good at? Like, I just, I self-sabotage. Like, sometimes... You know, it's like, don't fix what's not broken. Like, yeah, you want to switch it up. But like, if something's working, ride that wave. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. We are going to do one more fun question because I cannot believe we've been chatting for almost an hour. This feels like it was like five <laughs> minutes long. Oh my gosh. So. I'm a chatty person. I'm like just <laughs> chatting. Your I know. You're like, okay. <laughs> no, us too. I mean, I could stay on all night. So. This question is actually, I'm so glad because it is one of our favorite questions to ask just random people. Who would you want to star you in a movie about your life? Oh my gosh. So people always tell me that I look like Lindsay Lohan, um, but they're like, no, no, no. Like when she's 11 and I'm like, okay. Like <laughs> even better. They're like, not her Better now. than like. Yeah. 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 Um, but I, I feel like I can't pick her. I feel like who I have to pick is Emma Stone because People will sometimes, I feel like if you're a redhead, this is a very common thread where it's like any redhead, people are like, you guys look like twins. And you're like, <laughs> I think it's literally just our hair color. I don't think our faces necessarily are like, t- look a ton alike, but I'm just trying to picture someone who like has, you know, a similar vibe and looks kind of like me. And I feel like Emma Stone is a great actress. I love her and Ryan Gosling together in movies. I, I remember when I saw La La Land, I was like, um, 
or maybe it was crazy stupid love they've like been in multiple movies together and i was googling i'm like are they married like please don't be married like i don't want them to be married to other people like and then they were and it just like ruined it for me but anyway long story short i think emma stone because we 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 look alike and i think she's really talented so i like that answer. answer gab are you sticking with your original yeah i always say blake lively Ooh, that's a good one. Always my go-to. See, that's and a great I one. just, in my head, I'm like, I would love for Fat Amy to play me in real life, but I'm like, okay, let's try, <laughs> let's try to like narrow this down to somebody that like, <laughs> I just love her or like Melissa McCarthy. I'm like, can one of them just like play me in my life? They would make it so much funnier than I could. Oh my gosh, love them. But yeah, it's like, hey, you know what though? It's like, they don't have to even look like you. It's just someone, it's just character that could play you. So that could work. Yeah. I'm going to call up Netflix and get us all movie deals. <laughs> call them up. All right. So thank you guys so much. Thank you, JC, for being on the episode. Why don't you give yourself a little shout out? Go check out, of course, if you have not already, What We Said Podcast and the Balance Boss Course Instagram is the most aesthetic thing I've ever seen in my life. So <laughs> thank you. Yes, you can find me pretty much anywhere at just JC Marie Smith. It's J-A-C-I Marie Smith on YouTube. I'm just JC Marie tiktok instagram it's all jason marie smith and then yeah what we said podcast we have an instagram you can go to our podcast on anywhere you listen to podcasts and balanced boss co if you want to see some aesthetically beautiful um like health and business uh content yeah all right well thank you again for coming on the podcast and if you guys enjoy their podcast we do have an episode with chelsea go check it out it's all about health and wellness that is her specialty Gabby, is there anything else? Anything? <laughs> <laughs> like waiting for Gabby to speak and she's just staring at me like. <laughs> is okay, there anything well. else? <laughs> oh. <laughs> is there anything else you want to say or that you didn't mention or plug anything else before we go? No, I think that's good. Thank you guys so much for having me. I'm honored. I Like I said, I'm obsessed with podcasting. So any chance I get to be on podcast, I'm like, I'm ready. I'm ready for my moment. So thank you guys so much for having me. Well, thank you for coming on. Bye, guys. And thanks for listening to this week's episode of Chicken Chicken Noodle Noodle Scoop. Scoop. See you later. Bye.